What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Post Radio, here to give you your NBA update at the top of the Post Sports broadcast. So Kyrie Irving made his debut for the Brooklyn Nets, and they won 129-121 to 121 over the Indiana Pacers, who played them pretty tough. But it didn't really matter. Kyrie Irving had 22 points, three rebounds, and four assists, but lost in the hoopla was Kevin Durant, having another masterful MVP performance. He had 39 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists, but he played 41 minutes. I thought the point of bringing Kyrie Irving back was that he was gonna play more, and he was gonna limit the minutes from Kevin Durant, but I guess not last night. They're gonna play the Milwaukee Bucks on tomorrow. Giannis was out last game with a non-COVID-related illness, and Coach Mike Budenholzer is in health and safety protocols. If Giannis comes back, they're gonna beat the Nets again. And it's gonna look really scary for the Nets because they have a part-time player that's not gonna be able to show up when they're at home. And it looks like the Nets might have a top seed in the East. But Kyrie's gonna be coming back and they have a very pivotal game against the Chicago Bulls that have beaten them in the last two matchups. They might sweep the season series and that'll look really scary going into the playoffs. Going out West, Steph Curry and the Warriors actually lost to the Mavericks. Luka showed up, but both Steph and Luka got injured, and it's really ironic because Klay Thompson is supposed to come back to the Warriors on Sunday versus the Cavaliers. Steph Curry is not going to be playing tonight versus the Pelicans. Is this the sign of a larger problem that's going to be going on with Steph? Is he going to now be injury prone? Will we ever see the Warriors hold? Hopefully Steph plays on Sunday because we all need that for the culture. All right, so coming up on this weekend. You have a lot of great games that are gonna be happening. Sacramento is gonna be going to Denver, and I think that's gonna be your sneaky game of the week because Denver has been playing good ball. They're a historically bad team when Yoga is not on the court, but Sacramento really wants to get to the playoffs. They have not managed the playoffs since 2006. My brother wasn't even born. But the Hawks play the Lakers. The Hawks have been involved in a lot of trade rumors. GM Travis Shank said that He's not feeling this team. He said that maybe his expectations are too high, but people are saying that Ben Simmons might go to the Hawks. Do you think that'll be a good trade? It'll be very interesting because don't forget, the Hawks are the ones that knocked the 76ers out the playoffs and started this saga where Ben Simmons still has not played. Isn't that some Kyrie played a game before Ben Simmons? But it's gonna be really crazy. I hope that the Hawks do well against the Lakers. I am so torn, because you know, these are my two favorite teams, along with the Suns, but I think LA pulls it out, but I think Atlanta will split it in Atlanta to make it a 1-1 season series. And tonight, you have two games that you don't gotta watch. All right, the Celtics play the Knicks. The Knicks have been ravaged by COVID, and they've been very underwhelming this year. They might not even make the playoffs, if you wanna be honest. So I think the Celtics win that one. And LA, without Paul George, without Kawhi Leonard, they're gonna be playing the Phoenix Suns. And Phoenix should win that one. If they don't, I'm questioning if y'all are the number one team in the NBA. And I rock with the Phoenix Suns, all right? So let's get to post sports and let's talk about some NFL because the NBA is going crazy right now. You're listening to Pulse Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio in the building. 
for a special edition of Pulse Sports on today. It is the New Year's. It is 2022, and it's already a lot going on. Hope you got a chance to hear the NBA update at the top of the show. We talked about the NBA, but this is actually NFL season. I will give it that. And I've been playing Madden, so I'm in the NFL now. Okay, so I just wanted to let, let you know that. Like, I, I finally, I'm finally good at Madden. Oh, my God. I'm finally good at Madden. It's crazy. How are you, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I see you're you're doing good. Finally good at Madden. That's a good accomplishment. I want a Super Bowl, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm flexing. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> oh God. Who 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 you play with? Who's your team? The Ravens. Oh, you you know. <laughs> you know. Well, uh, maybe in the game they can win, but I don't know in real life. Yeah, we'll you know, not, you're not not. Not in real life, okay. Not in real life. <laughs> because, because, because 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 it's because Lamar's injured. Though. Lamar's injured. So yeah. Ah uh, yeah. <sighs> But how was your New Year's? Killed your how was your New Year's? Um, it was great. You know, started it off right. Started it with college playoffs on New Year's Eve, so that that really helped me out to bring in a really great New Year of football. Um, you know, I stayed home. It was raining. Really, no point. You know, Omicron was taking us out. I was sick. You was sick. Ain't, ain't yeah. no point to go outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we both were sick. Like I I, I got sick. Literally, it was um the Warriors Suns game and I started feeling a tickle in my throat and I'm like, nah, this ain't nothing. Then my brother said he was sick too. And I'm like, bro, do we have COVID? And I, I, I don't, I don't know if it was COVID. We didn't test cause my, because of my, cause my family was like convinced it wasn't COVID. And I'm like, we got over it pretty quickly, but yo, that Sunday you might've watched football. I didn't watch nothing. I, I was sleep that whole entire December 26th. So I don't even know. And, and it's funny because you know how people say, you probably said this before, where it's like, man, I wish I could just go to sleep for a day or like a week. It is not as fun as you think. Okay. It's not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> because I was, I was out of it for that whole day. It, it's like the, it's like life sped up for me after that day. It's crazy. But, <laughs> oh my gosh. But I'll tell you who it really sped up for though. It sped up for Antonio Brown. Okay. Oh, yes. yes, sir. Yes, it did. Antonio Brown, uh, we already know what happened. Uh, this is later on in the week as we're doing this broadcast. But Antonio Brown has since explained a bit of what happened with the Jets. Where he stormed off the field. He took off his jersey, left it on the sideline, took off all his different stuff and threw it in the crowd. He was in Ubers turning up. Like he was waiting for the Ubers. We had a picture of him waiting for the Uber. And then he was at the Brooklyn Nets game against the Grizzlies. And I'm like, yo, are you, are you like, you just chilling? Like it's just like, you didn't just, just go viral for, for just quitting on the team. But according to him, he didn't quit on the team. According to him, I'm giving the synopsis version of what's going on. He said that he let, uh, Bruce Arians know and the Buccaneers know that he had an ankle injury and that basically they wanted him to go out there and play. He didn't want to go play and they weren't sensitive to him about the injury, which led to that moment. And I think that Antonio Brown in the statement he released understands that he looked like a fool with how he stormed off, but he was upset and angry because he feels as if number one, he's being mischaracterized about how about the outburst, how things went, and also he had a real injury, and he says he has proof. He brought up all the stuff that happened, and now he's officially released from the Buccaneers. But Bruce Arians is keeping his story. He said that he did not know that Antonio Brown was injured, and also he said that man, that man just wanted some more targets. <laughs> so it's like it's like we see we're hearing two different stories. So let's just talk about this craziness to start the year. Aria, what did you think about what happened with Antonio Brown? Well, listen, I, you know, I'm I'm a firm believer after like looking at all the bowl games that's happened, the 
high school prospect game that just happened, all the signings that are going on. Um, just personally to me, it's not really looking good right now for black athletes after having like one of the most craziest years trying to get HBCUs out there, trying to get black athletes recognition, trying to make them look good, all this stuff that's going on. LeBron cases that were going on, Kyrie cases with his image. And now you got Antonio Brown kind of adding to the dilemma that we're facing, like black athletes, A, don't know how to act or they're not really like, they're not agreeing or they don't want to do certain things or like, it's just not a good year for us. And this just kind of added to that. However, this kind of goes back into a case of like, who do you believe? Because Antonio Brown, this is not his first time being in trouble on the Buccaneers. This is not his first time something happening. And then we all know who he is. He always does something or he always has some type of issue or action that follows his career. He's not the cleanest athlete that we ever seen, but he does have talent. That's why Bruce tolerates him. I do somewhere in my heart believe, and I would love to see it if he can prove it, the texts that were sent. Because if they are true, then that looks bad on Bruce's part, but you also kind of think about it as, this is a championship team. You know what it was when you came on here. You know what it was when Tom Brady asked you to come. But you do want to think about the athlete and about like, oh, he's hurt. Well, what are we going to do? Like, Bruce doesn't have extra backups or extra weapons. But even if Antonio Brown is right, the situation as a whole, walking out, throwing your gear into the stands, going to different games, doing all this extra circus stuff doesn't look good for you, even if you are right. I this The situation personally is just messy. Like, I, I need, there's going to have to be proof because right now I can't really just trust or go off what is being said. It's too much going on. It's too much speculation. I, I It's so much information to fathom. I really want to believe him. I mean, because for someone to have an outburst like that, and I know that his reputation precedes him and the 48 laws of power, you know, reputation is everything guarded with your life. And this is a perfect example of it because everybody pounced on Antonio Brown because of the outburst. And then let's not forget, cause this is getting lost in the coverage on a lot of different sources that he did the fake vaccine card. He had the fake vaccine card literally to end the year. Like he lied about yeah. getting a lot about getting the vaccine. So that was right before this. And it led to him now being released from the Buccaneers. I think that is foul play on both sides. I think that Antonio mm -hmm. Brown was tripping, but I do think he has a point. I think Bruce Arians knew and he didn't really care because he wanted to win. And I would love to see those text message authenticated. Now it's so interesting. And Nick Wright brought this up earlier today. Like who, who texts like, Hey, it's Bruce Arians. Like, and then someone on Twitter on Nick Wright's Twitter said, well, he's old, you know, old people text like that. I'm like, yeah, that's true. They were like, <laughs> we're like, like, Hey, Hey, it's your mom. I need, need you to pick up the groceries. Like, you know, they'll, announce, <laughs> they, they, they'll announce like, like they on like they on the phone or something. But honestly, I just, I don't want this spectacle to really, I, I don't know. Like, cause I, I know that in my mind, I want to ask you this. I believe that this is going to define him. I don't want it to define him because I think that this is the one thing that shouldn't. I think maybe the other antics that he's done, I think that that maybe is who he is. But I think with this one, it is a misunderstanding on both sides. And I believe that as a whole, now that I'm getting more information and my thoughts could change. But I think that the Buccaneers handled this wrong. Because if that man is injured, don't play him if that man is injured. Because clearly he knew about the incentives, because he had incentives on his contract. 
He knew what was going on. And you got Tom Brady. Tom, Tom Brady can put us out there and get touchdowns. We know that. So you don't really need Antonio Brown at that point. And then the playoffs, the playoffs, they already clinched the playoffs, right? They clinched the playoffs. Yeah, but, you know, they won't be the first seed, like, how they want it to be. But, like, well, yeah, they clinch. So when they get, when they get the bye, I mean, are they going to get a bye? Or is that ship, that ship sailed? It's still up in the air just because you still have, like, in order to confirm their second place, there's still a couple of teams that have to lose and win for them to be directly set in that spot. I do believe they will still get their bye. However, that's not how they wanted the season to go, but you got to think of all the injuries that they face. And now this Antonio Brown situation is the buzz can recover their season, like as a football team winning games, but as chemistry goes, the organization, how the football team will carry on, that's up in the air during this offseason because it's been crazy with them and not the season that Tom Brady was expecting. And I mean, it's not like his go away season, like Ben Roethlisberger and now, you know, Aaron Rodgers is possibly not going away. But you don't want this kind of blemish going on through all the stuff that Tom Brady's got going on. You got man in the arena. You've been setting records, breaking records throughout the whole season. But you've been dealing with mess instead of celebrating. That so, kind of, like, ruins everything. So let me ask you this. So, and you have, I wanted to say on the injury part, Leonard Fournette is injured. Shaquille Barrett is injured. Jason Pierre-Paul is injured. A lot of key players for the Buccaneers have been on injured reserve. Yeah, Chris Godwin, that, that, that that's an injury reserve. I think he's not coming back for the season. And I believe that you had Antonio Brown that was on the injury list as well. So he was on the injury list. So, like, how does the coach not know that he, he was was injured? Like, so I, I think that Bruce Arians is, is fabricating that one a bit. Because how are you the head coach and you don't know that man injured? And then the text messages would then prove, like you said, it would then prove that he did know. So I, I, I don't believe that part. But let's pivot to this because I said that I don't think – He's going to ever play in the NFL again because I think that sports are very fraternal in nature. And I think mm-hmm. that these coaches, these general managers, these owners, they're tight. So I believe that they're going to hold the line. Just like how we see that Colin Kaepernick is still not in the NFL. There's a reason for that, I feel like. So do you think that – and I, I want to give you a proud response to that. But do you think that in the next question, because I know you want to respond to the Colin Kaepernick part, do you think that Antonio Brown will be in the NFL? You know what? And I probably might be wrong. Hey, you know, it's, it is going to be fine. His situation is severe, but it's not career ending. Because there is like a 50-50% chance with him. There is a chance that if he is right and they handled it wrong, then they're just going to be like, oh, he has an attitude problem. And let, not don't get me wrong. No coach wants to deal with attitude. Nobody wants to do that. You've seen that with Cam Newton. You've seen that with... Odell Beckham you've seen it with other players like we're not going to handle your attitude however you're not going to pass up on one of the greatest one of the greatest players to ever touch that field like top top 50 maybe top 20 if I want to stretch you there of players that I've ever seen all time not all time right now I would have Antonio Brown still got a ways got a ways to be all time but right now He's a lethal asset. If I really wanted him and I wanted to change my offense around, like think about think about the Dolphins, think about the Jaguars, think about the Texans, think about all those teams that were either losing players or they had bad management or some of their players fell into lawsuits or jail time. You got to think about replenishing your team. So it's not really about, 
oh, he had a bad attitude and this, this, and that. You know what? Maybe we can work something out and probably put him on a lesser contract that he's used to. But you're not going to sit here and be like, well, I'm just going to not let this man ever play ever again because he did that kind of scene. No, especially if he's right, because then you look bad. You know how many people might suddenly be like, oh, so he proved himself. We don't like the situation that he did. We don't like the clownery that happened. But he proved he was right. And y'all want to try to justify yourselves and let him not play again because he's showing y'all how the NFL works. Like, we haven't seen movies or movies haven't came out how the NFL works. I And I think that's, I'm going to try to wrap it up here. I think it's kind of different to the Colin Kaepernick situation because Colin really caught the NFL slipping. He did, and it kind of it came back to be in his favor. But the difference with Colin is he's still standing, and there's no problem with that. He's still standing on what he believes in, and there's no problem with having guidelines as to when and why and how it would like to come back. But a lot of these coaches don't want to do that right now, so that's the only reason why he's not playing. He has so many restrictions. They're like, we're not willing to fold. Because if Colin Kaepernick was just like, oh, they forgave me, well, we they forgave, he forgave them, they apology, whatever, we're willing. He would have been come back by now. But since he's like, well, I want to do this. I don't want to kneel. I mean, I don't want to stand. I don't want to do this and this and that. They're not going to go through that right now. They're already just like, okay, well, we gave you your apology. And now we got in racism, all lives matter or whatever on the back of our helmets. That's all you're going to get. He's different. Antonio Brown, though, maybe it's maybe like a half a season, you know, and then probably come up and be like, we, we need, we need him. I would have loved to have seen Antonio Brown on the Jaguars. I would have loved to see see or my kick Antonio Brown and see what would happen. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. We're like, hey, hey, get in the game. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know. Do you do you think this is like? I don't know. Like I I feel really passionate about this because there's been so much turmoil and so much news that's come out. And the and the NFL. It's just been so much through race allegations, sexual allegations. Um, the Raiders took a hard hit with losing Henry Ruggs, and that that was a lot. And then Cam Newton came back to the South not having a good season. He benched himself. Well, it feels like he benched himself, but he didn't. He's not playing right now. He's not a first-string starter. So it's like it's a lot of things that are going on that's not good for the NFL in this year. And it's kind of like their first year really having a season, the longest season in historic history, and this is how it is. Cancel the NFL. <laughs> that'll, help. that'll just just cancel the season. Let them sit. All right. Like you know, what I'm saying let them sit. We'll start back next year. All right. No, like, that's this point. forever is what Randall's saying. So, and, you know, like, we're not having these problems over here. Like we, well, I mean, we're having like in NBA, we having COVID problems. But I mean, no, we're not. We're not having not having problems like that. And someone someone equated like, and, and it was it was funny because like they tried to they tried to say that you know they said a lot of people on Twitter were saying that. People act like Kyrie is Antonio Brown. Like Kyrie would do something like that. And, and I, don't, I don't think Kyrie would. Kyrie has his own set of problems. But I believe that um, the situation between Kyrie and Antonio Brown is different. Kyrie has his own ways. He has his own ways. But the Nets supported Kyrie. I will give them that. While I do not agree on the stance, and I personally don't agree on him playing, I think that the Nets did what was right. They didn't listen to me. They didn't listen to the other <laughs> folks like of Drake, Kyrie. They didn't listen to him. They were like, listen, we have a super team. Let's keep the super team. You got Steve Nash texting him saying, hey, Kyrie, 
How's life? <laughs> How you doing? How's, how's everything going? You said you you, you, you like you, you watch TV? Saw a TV show? Like how, how, how was Thanksgiving? Like, <laughs> yeah, how was how was your Christmas? Uh, I, I, you still I guess? <laughs> it was so funny. We, we was like, you know, when I when I text Kyrie, we talk about life. Like, how much of life can can a basketball coach and a basketball player talk about? Basketball is your life. Like, what the world? Like, how much life can you talk about? But I, I think that it is very very different there is nothing i believe in maybe sports history i know i'm pretty young and you're pretty young so i don't know if we can figure out anything that is close to this like there's nothing that i believe that Kyrie could feasibly do that is close to this i don't think there's like malice in the palace I, I don't know like you know what i'm saying like i don't know if there's nothing close at this point i don't know <laughs> it's, it's uh, the year of sports man it's, it's only it's only the sixth day out here it's only the sixth day Exactly. I mean, but but it, I mean that's been the the big dominating story as far as the, I guess the drama aspect thus far. But we have Georgia versus Alabama happening on Monday, and I really we really should have talked about this on uh, what December the fourth, like that that weekend. Uh, and I want to ask you something that I should have asked you back then. All right, so Alabama won against Georgia forty one to twenty four on December the fourth. It was the same day. As the SWAC championship, I was watching the SWAC championship, and I was sort of watching Georgia, but Georgia made it easy because they lost so quickly. So it was like it was easy to go back and watch the SWAC championship. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy to watch to watch that. So like, should we trust Georgia? Like because like they they're back it is a rematch. You would think that they're out for blood this time. They 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 back for blood. They really want to get this. Then they lost the championship to them a few years ago. So should we really trust Georgia, Ariel? I just as soon as you said. Um, I just kept in get it back in blood. Uh, <laughs> I was just in my hype mode because I'm hype. Like this is the rematch that I wanted. And if anybody's been listening, everybody's been talking to me. I've been asking. I've been waiting for a 2017 rematch with Alabama and Georgia. I just felt like we were cheated. We were cheated so hard. And honestly, I don't think college. I don't think our college teams are like our professional teams like we have in Atlanta. I feel like I have more hope in college than I do for our actual professional teams because, as y'all saw, the Falcons really could have made a playoff berth and just said no, plus, you know, the enforcement-like penalty, the taunting penalty, which I hate. I hope they get rid of next season. I hate the taunting thing. It's stupid. Like, what's the point of having sports if I can't talk a little smack? I hate it. But I think this is going to be a different game. And the only reason why I can say that is because I don't believe Georgia is going to get embarrassed twice. You caught, I, first of all, you gave us our first win. We were supposed to have an undefeated season. I'm talking we like I'm part of that team, but Georgia was having a really great season. One of the number one defenses in college, one of the top three recruiting classes of this year. And you come and get beat by Nick Saban. So that speaks a lot of volumes. That's already bad blood. And now you have the chance to dethrone them in the past five years consecutively that they've been in the playoff situation, that they've been to a college championship, and hopefully get that out the way and bring Georgia the championship that they deserve with Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart is a great college coach, and for him not to win with the team that he had in 2017 or to win with the team that he had before two years previously or win with the team now will speak volumes as to what is 
going on in Georgia? What's wrong with our sports? Why can't we finish? And so I think it's more about finishing. And I think it's more about proving a point than it is dethroning Alabama. Alabama's always going to be great. Nick Saban's always going to be great. But can you prove to yourself that this is my team? We're not going to be embarrassed twice. We have the qualities. We have the players to beat Alabama. And thinking about it, a lot of these, like, after a lot of these students, a lot of these kids, like, I'm not young or whatever, are going to, they're going to be high draft prospects. Like, this is kind of like their last time to show what they're really mad. Because we already know Alabama sending people tens by the floods, by the dozens. This is their last time to prove something. And I want Georgia to do that. So I want to speak positivity. I believe Georgia is going to make it a great game, but it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a very close game. It's that offense. That offense has to be prepared. And DJ not playing speaks volumes for them to go with their other quarterback that came in and won that spot. So you don't have you don't have your main quarterback playing. He's been hurt. And he's also been proven in some situations that he's not ready to start. And then you have an offense that's unmatched to Alabama. It's a lot of aspects and a, a lot of different stuff that goes into it. But I believe it's still going to be a good game. I think they can hold in there. So let me ask you this. Is this something that I was talking to my dad about? And my dad was talking to his dad. It was like three generations of conversations about this game. Um, and like um, my granddad said that the problem with Georgia versus Alabama, my granddad is from Georgia, but he's rooting for Alabama. So that's interesting. So um, basically, <laughs> so basically he said the problem with Georgia is that they don't have like, a Lamar Jackson. I'm not I'm saying Lamar Jackson for the example, but like a Lamar Jackson scrambling quarterback. They got that sort of park pocket passer. And like you look at Alabama's quarterback, Alabama's quarterback, you know, he scrambles, he can make things happen with his legs. And you know, typically, and, and I'm just gonna put it out there, he he didn't explain it like that. He said, you know, he didn't need like a black quarterback. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because black quarterbacks know you play like that. He run around, you know what I'm saying? So so they didn't know him to play like that. So like, do you think that that's the problem that on that offense, like they have a guy that just sort of sits, sits there, just sort of stands there and like just throws the ball and then he's someone that can make it happen? You know, even like a Taysom Hill, maybe like someone that can or, or Josh Allen, you know, what I'm saying? someone that can move around and, and, and make it happen. Or like you want that Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees style passer. Is that the problem? See, OK, so like Tom, there hasn't been a Tom Brady college quarterback in a minute. I'm not saying that he's like irreplaceable and like we're never going to find him, um, but it just hasn't been one. And so. That I honestly I agree with Grandpa. I'm, I'm here for him. They, if you put a black quarterback in your life, I tell you they will never let you down. I don't know if it's because they're trying to work twice as hard to be a top NFL prospect. I don't know if they got a chip on their shoulders, or I don't know if it's just that thing that we always have to be our best. But if you're going against Bryce Young, you need a dual threat quarterback, and being a pocket passer and not being able to make plays or run with your legs is crucial playing against that Alabama offense. They will run you down with touchdowns and with plays. And then you got to think about it you're not just playing with a regular quarterback anymore. You got a Heisman winner quarterback that is playing for Alabama. You're going to have to step up your game immensely. And so, not having somebody like you said, like Taysom Hill or Josh Allen. That's a big setback for Georgia. Like, you got to think of ways to beat them in the run game. And you know how running against Alabama's defense isn't the best thing either. Sometimes you're just going to have to throw it. 
because if Alabama can run on you, if Alabama can throw on you, if Alabama can do quarterback sneaks, if they can do anything possible, they're going to do it. And that's the one disadvantage that I do have to agree with you that Georgia doesn't have. They don't have a mobile quarterback. They don't have a good quarterback like Bryce Young, not just because he's black, just because Georgia hasn't had great quarterback picks for the past couple of years. I feel that. So we're going to see what happens. So you think that Georgia's going to win a close game. You know, I like close games regardless. I, I, oh, we love close games. Yeah. That's why I was so mad about Michigan and I was so mad about Cincinnati. Like, why were these games both blowouts? And now we're about to see two teams, hopefully that don't blow each other out. I was like, this this was me. I was, I was rooting for Jim. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping Jim might have pulled a close one and then he disappointed me. Man, the Michigan Wolverines, I know they were sad. I mean... I <laughs> I mean, but let me say this as as one college. So, two so two things. Number one, how I think the Cheez It Bowl. I would text him about that. How that ended first. That's a yes. that, that's a crazy name. The the Cheez It Bowl, uh, sponsored by the che- sponsored by Cheez It. So, uh, like the, these bowl games with ESPN boy. Like y'all get, get that money, all right, and bring some over here to Pulse. We need some of that. Uh, we need some sponsorship. <laughs> Yo, Cheez It wants to sponsor a segment. Listen, we got the Greek Founders Days coming coming up. Like like like, like listen, J J thirteen sponsored by Cheez Its. Like something like that. We need some of that over here. But like I don't know these uh these bowl names, you know, now that I think about it, some of them are a little racist. I don't know. Race? They, oh, you think so? They, I don't think they really thought about the cotton bowl. Like oh, yeah. you just see a whole bunch of black players playing at the cotton bowl. <laughs> like, I, I just you know it, it just yeah. It was a good game. It just don't sit well. Like <laughs> <laughs> the, co- the, 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 the co- the cotton bowl. Like, like, I, I, <laughs> that, that was that was something else. That and, and like like the PlayStation Bowl that, that 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 took me out. The PlayStation Bowl was 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 a good one. I'm like y'all better y'all better get that money ESPN. And then and then they over there over there they over there like they're just talking about the like the folks that declare for the draft don't play in the bowl game. Let me ask you about that because let's talk about that. All right. So with the cheese, I'm gonna say with the cheese it. I got three things I want to talk about with the cheese it bowl. How that game ended. So you gotta break this down for me. All right. Because I asked you about this. So. Why did it end like that? If he, because he got the, I think he got the first down, but I think he like dropped the ball or they tackled him. Yeah, back. yeah, he got the first down and then he dropped it, then he doubled back. That was that quarterback play, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. How, how was that not a first down? That that make any sense to me? So it was just a thing, and I was trying to explain this. You know, if anybody correct me if you can, but this is just personally how it was. It was like it's kind of like a like I was explaining it to Randall, it was like a backcourt violation. Like, it's only so far that you can go. And specifically, I think it ties to a quarterback rule that it was fumbled and then it was recovered behind the line. And then he never got back to get a chance to throw it again behind the line of scrimmage. So now you got a foul on the play, a flag on the play, per se, for better words. And it just, it messed them up. And I I felt bad because, you know, I feel the same thing with, like, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's knee was down, but that man was never touched. I feel like that touchdown should have stand. But it's certain things that, like, you know, basketball is better in because football in these rules, it really be cheating, folks. And they just, that's how the game ended. That's how the cookie crumbled. That's how the cheese that got ate, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> that's how cheese has got ate. So <laughs> that's how cheese has got eaten. So um, with Valdosta State, I got to, because I, I told you this, I, I got to give a shout out to that Valdosta State. Ferris State game that happened uh, the same day as the Celebration Bowl. I was sort of on that versus anything else. 
And I'm going to tell you, Ferris State played the most different football game I've ever seen in my life. I'm not the biggest football fan, but I've never seen a team in, in, in a half throw the ball twice. And they ran the ball so many times. And the quarterback ran the ball so many times. He got a touchdown on the first drive. Then he got injured. He ran so much, he got injured. I've never seen that before in my life. And it was so refreshing because I've seen Vadasta beat up on HBCUs for years. Fort Valley, Albany, Savannah, it don't matter. They just beat up HBCUs. They beat Bowie. They beat up HBCUs. So it felt so good to finally see them get beat up for once. It felt amazing. <laughs> I, I, I was like, at this point, we got to have Vadasta go up against Jackson State. Because like, I'm not going to take this no more. L- listen, we're going to get our, our Hall of Fame big brother, Deion Sanders, going to beat y'all up at this point. <laughs> well, you you got you to gotta come with me on that one because we, we never really got to talk about it. But the Celebration Bowl was it what I thought it was going to be. I was going to... Oh. Uh, well, what do you think it was going to be? What you thought it was going to be? What you thought? I, I thought they was going to win. I, I really thought... <sighs> and when I saw... Because I was I was out. When I when I started the game, I was like, okay. Okay, cool. Like, this is good. And so I went, I went to a dinner party with one of my friends. Her birthday weekend was terrible, by the way. She never got her food. She died. Oh, my God. You going to tell, tell the people that? <laughs> Man, she never got her food. We, she ended up catching half of the group caught COVID. Oh I was just sick, <laughs> you know, bro. You said this on the podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> bro. We had a we had a terrible time, man. But like between that, I was looking through, you know, because they was playing games. You know, I was watching all the games. I think the Bills or the Patriots, no, the Cowboys were playing that night. And all of a sudden, an ESPN thing notification popped up, and it was like upset. I said, upset who? And it was Jackson State. I said they got upset by a team that don't even rank with them. Well, well, the thing is this: the thing is that you play you play up to the competition, and I feel like you play down to the competition. This is not a diss to South Carolina State because South Carolina State went out there and they got that MEAC spot. Because I told you straight up, I said that I think there's going to be Norfolk State. I think Dawson Odoms, Dawson Odoms beat Deion Sanders in Jackson State before he left Southern, and then he was going to come back with Norfolk and beat him because Norfolk was riding high that whole entire year. And and then you had you had Norfolk, they lost North Carolina Central in a really great game, probably the game of the year for me because it went to like two, three overtimes, almost just like um that 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 Texas A and M Alabama game. It, it went to it went to three overtimes too, basically. Um, and then you had um Norfolk, I believe they lost to South Carolina State as well. So South Carolina State, they have some NFL prospects, man. They like the Kobe Durant is gonna make somebody's an NFL team. You know, and, and they have Buddy Pugh, who's an amazing coach. And I think that from what I was hearing and from what I deciphered, they were just out coached. And I believe Shador picked a perfect day to freeze up because he didn't have a great game in this WAC championship. Shador picked an amazing time to freeze up because he did not have a great game. I believe that they got rattled. They scored that first touchdown. When South Carolina State started getting back at them, I feel like Jackson State got rattled because they were expected to win. It was like, hey, this is Deion Sanders' crowning moment. And I believe that the Travis Hunter hype, when Travis Hunter committed to, to Jackson State, I believe that that worked against them because that, that put their mind on high, whereas like people see what we're doing. We got the number one or number two, according to people changing the rankings, the number one, number two recruit. So, you know, like, like I think that that went against them and it stuck in my head. This stuck in my head. We just got to go in the Hall of Fame. 
the Kobe Durant was up there on uh, the panel. He said that that, that South Carolina State they were at the mall in, in, in Atlanta, and they were they, they ran to some girls. And then like they asked, like, "Hey, y'all basketball players?" He said, "No, nah, like you know, we had to play, we had to play football, we played in the championship game." And and I guess one of the girls said, "Oh, y'all are team playing Jackson State." It, listen, <laughs> that happened. That happened. Yes, that happened. L- listen, ladies out there, don't do that. Okay, listen, like, because y'all, y'all messed up, y'all messed it up. Because it, like, especially number one, if you say that, then it's a woman. It's a different level of energy that's gonna happen. I, I want to let you know, it's gonna be some mama mentality happening on that field. I'm not losing that game. I, I, I will win that game, but I will get, I will get, I will get that game by myself. Don't, don't be, like, don't do that. All right, I, I will win that game by myself. I'm gonna be the quarterback. I'm gonna be the quarterback. I'm gonna be the wide receiver. I'm gonna throw the ball to myself. All right. I'm approved to y'all. Oh, y'all get like y'all know, and I'm, I'm not gonna be as respectful as the coach. I, I would have been like, hey, so it was so so it, it, it was some women at the mall that said we were the team that's playing Jackson State. Do you know us now? <laughs> what, what's our name now? Like, <laughs> I wish y'all could see Randall in his head. But first of all, that's bad disrespectful. You looking at me and don't know the name of my team, and I'm just a team playing Jackson State, and here I go upset. You, do you do you know who we are now? Do you know the name? They do, and and y'all gonna know the Kobe Durant. Tell you that much. He's telling you he should get drafted because because Deion Sanders was what was really campaigning on that was gonna be the last year that there was there was not gonna be an HBCU player drafted. Kobe Durant, Aquil Glass, you got some great guys that that that, that are coming out and they they showed a lot. They showed improved a lot that whole entire year last year, including the spring football season. The Kobe Durant needs to get drafted. He he's gonna help somebody's defense out. The Falcons, the Falcons really need him to be. I need to stay to go in Atlanta because the Falcons need something on defense. <laughs> and you know, we were we were just talking about that just because like just just the last thing before like you know you you try to move me on and stuff because this is so much that we missed, so much that has happened. But I personally don't believe it was Arthur Smith's fault. Like I was telling you, I yeah. really think the team gave up. They gave up on Matt Ryan. I mean, Matt Ryan is not you know, like the quarterback that we really need right now, I really wish that they would look for one in this next draft. It may take them a year or two because it's mostly a lot of defensive players that are coming out, that are coming out as like the top five people to like pick from from this draft. But it's like you you didn't have anybody. We didn't have no weapons besides Patterson. And, you know, I kudos to him. Great playing through injuries, being there. Now I haven't really, really hurt us, but – you're right. They're going to have to be looking at some people this season because I don't I don't know what else you can do. You haven't, I mean, like 2017 is not a long time, but it's been a minute since you even clinched a playoff spot. And that doesn't look good at all for the organization. Let me ask you this, and then we'll move on to the playoffs. I think this is a, this is a great transition. Yeah. What's better, making the playoffs and losing in the first round, or I guess maybe what, the wild card round, or – not making the playoffs. Like, what's better? I I rather you at least make one round, one round of the playoffs. <laughs> it, like like if you like, cause and I think that maybe that's the the cancer of our sports culture is that we look at things based on did you make the championship or not? Like college football, did you make the championship or not? NFL, did you win Super Bowl? NBA, hey, how many rings you have? Because that's really prevalent with how with protecting Jordan's legacy in basketball. But that that's how sport that's what sports has become. It's because like I think that if like let, like let's say 
the Falcons didn't make the playoffs, but it makes it to the second round. And let's say they lose to the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers are on their way back, back to, to the Super Bowl. I don't think that's a bad year. I think if yeah. I didn't make the playoffs and I made the second round, there's something to build on. Like even like going to a basketball example, I personally don't think that it was so bad that the Hawks didn't make it to, to the finals and win because no one expected that. If you made it that far and that's the ceiling, Clearly, you you got something going on to where now you can retool, rebuild, build on that success, and then move forward. Like, I think that that question is was sort of loaded because a lot of people look at making it far in the playoffs as success. But my whole entire thing with, with the Falcons is that if you're not going to win and you're going to lose by, like, 50 in the playoffs, I'd rather you just stay home and enjoy your life, like, enjoy, and, and enjoy your offseason. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but if they, they were to make the playoffs next year and they they have they had a winning record, they didn't blow a couple games that, that, that they should have won. I think that's a successful year to me. To me. I, I mean, August was kind you know, he almost clinched a wild card. So that's not a bad coaching season to me. You did a little bit better than what last season was looking like. However, there's just some games like how you say you shouldn't never lost and that doesn't speak to him. It speaks to if players want to play for him. And I think Julio Jones kind of set that tone or, like, he put out there kind of what the Falcons didn't want to talk about. Y'all suck. And until y'all fix this, y'all not going to get the players that you want. Yeah, and, and I, I one, one more thing. How, how does Josh Allen get three interceptions and still win the game? That's not being talked about enough. But I'm just, I'm just saying that was insane. I, that was insane. But do you think that's worse than the Buccaneers than us losing to the Buccaneers and they're coming back? Um, I think so because that was that was terrible, man. Like that, like like Josh Allen really threw three and three interceptions. Like he he really he really did that. Like I I just want to say because I call out double standards. Let that have been Lamar. Let that be, let that have been Lamar that threw three three interceptions. They would have been like, see, that shows you the running style doesn't work. Lamar can't pass the ball, and they could have won. Man, see that that shows you it don't work. I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not alleging anything. I'm just saying it's double standard. Like you know, if y'all if y'all hate Lamar, just say that. That's all I'm saying. If y'all hate Lamar, just say that. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the NFL playoff scenarios. All right. So let's talk about the AFC and the NFC who's in. So the Cincinnati Bengals, they have the AFC North Division title, the Kansas City Chiefs, they have the AFC West Division title, the Titans have the AFC South Division title, the Buffalo Bills have a playoff berth, and the New, and the New, England, New, New England Patriots, surprisingly enough, have a playoff berth. The NFC, the Packers have the NFC North Division title, and they're the number one seed, and they're getting the first round by. The Cowboys have the NFC East Division title. The Buccaneers have the NFC South Division title. And the Cardinals have a playoff berth. The Rams have a playoff berth. And the Eagles have a playoff berth. Now, the Cardinals can clinch the NFC West this coming week. And then the Rams can, can clinch the NFC West. And we're going to win. We'll just, I guess, talk about those scenarios. But I think that's interesting. Who's outside the club trying to get in? Because these folks trying to get in, and they outside the club right now. So, the Ravens, I, I, I don't know. Because Lamar, he's injured. I don't know if he'll come back to play against the Steelers. The Colts, my boy Darius Lennon out there. South Carolina State, by the way, he, he played for South Carolina State. So they, that's an example that South Carolina State, they produce NFL talent. Buddy Pugh doing his thing down there. So the Indianapolis Colts, 9-7, they're trying to get in. Your Raiders are <laughs> 9-7, trying to get in. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are 8-7-1. And, and you have Mike Tomlin. He has, he's, he's had his 15th straight winning season. 
Now in the NFL, that don't mean you make the playoffs. But <laughs> you know, he had he had his 15 straight winning season. And then in the NFC, you have the Saints and you have the 49ers. And ironically, the Falcons play the Saints, and they maybe could ruin the party for him. So let me ask you this. So based off of this, who do you think is gonna is gonna make some noise in the playoffs? And who do you think is gonna make it based off the folks that's trying to get in? All right, so let's go ahead and start with the folks that are already in because Tennessee took me for a loop. I didn't think, like, coming off of a of an actually not bad season last year and then now you're clinching titles, that's wow. So kudos to them. Bills, not really messing with y'all right now. Y'all ruined my season. Um, but, you know, good game. Good game. Patriots, you know me, that's not, that's, you know, it's surprising, but it's a good look. You feel me? I, I'm proud of Mac Jones. I can see it. Um, Green Bay, look, Aaron Rodgers, man, I think that's what quarterbacks need to think about. They need to think about retiring, make some mess, do some hoopla with the organization, and then, you know, maybe it gives them a little stamina to actually start winning titles and get the buys and be the number one seed. That's probably what the Falcons need to be on. Let's cause some hoopla, let's make some mess get to the mentality that, ooh, we're not going to do it and then come back. Cowboys, man, they was close. They was real close. They was pushing it with that record. I think, man, this is this is one crazy season, but I'm not mad at it. Like, a lot of, a lot of these teams that are about to play in these playoff games, um, they're looking good. I'm actually excited to see the Eagles. This will be Jalen Hurts' first time starting and actually clinching a playoff berth. So I'm excited to see how far they go. I think the Rams might go a little far, too, just because, you know, Odo Beckham is kind of excited. They kind of got their offense together. They they might go far, not, you know, be the last two standing, but they might go far. And then, man, the Steelers barely made it. I guess I'm going to go ahead and move outside of the club since these other people are already in the club. I don't see the Baltimore Ravens or the Colts kind of lasting too long. Uh, especially with Lamar out, I you know, I don't think they're going to have that miracle kind of circumstance like how the Saints are. And that, that still speaks to how embarrassing the Falcons lost. The Saints been through three quarterbacks, and they're still trying to clinch a wild card spot. The Falcons have had the same quarterback for who knows how long, and you get beat by a taunting call and being your – Ah, I don't even want to speak about it. But, man, this is crazy. I feel like the Steelers might have this game. If the Raiders don't go, that speaks a lot because, you know, um, RIP and all respect to John Madden that just passed away the other week. So it would be kind of sad if they don't do this and remember it that they don't do this in honor of him. It's just I can already go ahead and knock out those top two, Baltimore and the Colts. I don't see it. Um, so you think the Raiders and the Steelers will make it? Them? I don't know. And then the Steelers might kind of push through. You know, Ben is kind of – Big Ben is kind of like, hey, if I just beat the Browns – I mean, the Browns didn't really – they didn't put up much of a fight. They didn't put up much of a game either. And that I think that one touchdown. But he's kind of in it now. He's kind of like, if I'm going to go out – I'm going to go out the best way that I can. So I can see that. The 49ers, I'll kind of put them over the Saints. I don't I don't think that the Saints have been having luck, a wing and a prayer, if, if you really think about it, just going through all the quarterback situations and the injuries that they're having. Um, 
I, I don't see them coming out. So the 49ers might top that, but I believe the 49ers can only do it if they play Trey Lance. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree. Some people might think I'm stretching, but Jimmy's not getting it done for me. Trey Lance is part of those five or six quarterbacks that came out of that 2021 draft. And he's been proven on and off. Like in the beginning of this season, they rotated those quarterbacks. They were almost undefeated until that one game. They kind of went on a losing streak a little bit. And then he came back and started winning these last games. So if Trey Lance actually plays, I I can I can see them clinching that and go ahead and moving up in the playoffs. But this has been a wild 18 weeks, a wild 17 games. It's it's been crazy. It has, and and, and I don't I don't think Trey Lance is, is going to start. Uh, I, th- I think I think the coach said he that he's 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 gonna, he's going to go with with, with Garoppolo. But I mean, I just want to just say this real quick before we get to uh, the predictions for Week 18. Is and and you don't have to say anything right now, Rio. We we are going to do so like, like like a big show. But I think that the Super Bowl is going to be the Chiefs and the Packers. I, I think that's what's going to happen. I think I, like, I think that we will get like a dope Super Bowl, and it's going to be a Super Bowl that actually legitimately has us on the edge of our seats. And I don't think that we'll be mad at the result. Like, I, I, well, I think people people don't want Aaron Rodgers to really succeed after all that COVID mess. But like, like I feel like we won't be too mad at the result. It, it'll literally be like be like a gun show. Well, like it's just like a whole bunch of offense. Like, like I, I, I would so love that. Um, but I'm I'm predicting that I'm going out on a limb. I believe that Super Bowl will be the Chiefs and the Packers. Now you don't 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 say anything now. Don't say anything. All right. Don't say anything now. We'll wait. Okay. We'll wait for you for your take. All right. We'll wait for your take. But I think that that's what the Super Bowl is going is, is is gonna be, and we'll see if I'm right. But <laughs> you want to say just don't say anything right now. Not not right now. All right. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait for your like people have to wait. All right, about a week or so for, for your playoff outlook, okay? So <laughs> let's get to the games from the last week of the regular season. So on Saturday, the Chiefs versus the Broncos. Who you got? Chiefs. Come on now. On the way to the Super Bowl. All right, Cowboys <laughs> versus the Eagles. Who you got? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I might have to give it to the Cowboys on this one. Okay, so Cowboys got that one. So Sunday, all right, Washington football team is about to get a new name versus the Giants. Yes. Who you got? I mean, they're about to get a new logo too. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Washington. It just wasn't the Giants' season this year. I like it was a real crazy name for, for for the Washington football team that they had. That was like very plain. They should be the politicians, the Washington politicians, and like, oh. <laughs> and then and, and then the logo should be a briefcase. <laughs> no, the logo should be since they want to celebrate the storming of the Capitol. Go ahead and put that on. No, the, uh, the at day. this point, the logo should be Joe Mnuchin at this point because 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 he, he he's the best defensive player in the NFL at this point. He blocking he blocking every bill. He he, he, <laughs> he, he he's on here block, blocking Josh Allen. He blocking everybody, man. At this point, he's blocking every bill. Like put him on the Falcons. <laughs> the Falcons win. All right. At this point. <laughs> oh my god oh my god okay so Bengals and Browns who you got uh, Bengals man Joe Burrow man man crazy yeah that that, that Chiefs game was crazy so the Steelers and Ravens I know you got but who, just say who you got I mean I'm gonna have to go ahead and get to the Steelers Lamar not he not here what, I, what I'm gonna do alright moving on so Packers versus Lions who you got man Packers yeah, okay, on the road to the Super Bowl, okay? We 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 rolling. Roll to the Super Bowl, man. Roll to, to the Super Bowl, all right? So Colts versus Jaguars, who you got? I think the Colts might pull this one off. Bears and Vikings, who you got? Ooh, I want Justin Fields to get one last win, maybe the Bears. 
I think so too. So Titans versus Texans, who you got? Titans, unfortunately. <laughs> Saints and Falcons, who you got? I don't think the Saints are going to get beat twice, so I'm going to go for the Saints. Seahawks and Cardinals, who you got? Cardinals, got to be. Jets versus Bills, who you got? Bills. Sorry, um, man, he disappointed me this season. Uh, he, he, up. <laughs> he really did. He really did. Panthers versus Buccaneers, who you got? Mm, uh, I mean, I think Bucks can still pull it off without Antonio Brown. They still got some weapons. Without Antonio Brown, I, 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 I love how how that's the, that's what we need. Antonio without Antonio Brown, <laughs> he he ain't coming back and tell you that much. Patriots versus Dolphins, who you got? Patriots. Patriots, okay, okay. Forty ers versus Rams, who you got? 49ers. I'm going to trust in them. Okay. And the Chargers versus the Raiders. This is the NBC Sunday night primetime game. Who you got? I'm going to shock you, and I'm going to go for the Raiders that just would, because... That shock me. <laughs> just because of John Batten. I got to pay my respect. That doesn't shock me at all. You li- you literally picked them the last segment. <laughs> like, like you, you, you was like, you're like, John Mandel, so I'm rooting for him. You literally said, you literally said that. <laughs> well... You know, I mean, the Chargers might win, but I'm just sitting here like the Raiders got something. They got something deeper down their hearts. It's been a tough season for them, man. I, I'll lighten up a little bit. All right, so I, I, I will I'll give you that. So that is it for us, Ariel. Can they find you on social media? Let us know. <laughs> um, <laughs> y'all guys don't know. You know, people are trying to hold me down. They can't hold me down for long. You can still find me on Twitter, though, at AskFreeWe underscore underscore. Put me in the hot seat. Find me out. The Unaxed Opinion is coming back in February. Stay tuned. More episodes, a little videos, a little documentary stuff going on. That's some new stuff. We love to see it. So you can follow Pulse Radio 100 on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, and just Pulse Radio on YouTube. We have a lot of big things coming. And we're going to, I guess we're going to reveal... Our playoff picks, our right reveal mine. We're gonna get you're gonna get Ariel the expert, like you know, playoffs. I'm just a Super Bowl champion in Madden, so that's why I went on and, and, and <laughs> gave mine. But you go you get you're gonna get you're gonna get that next week. But thank you so much for listening, and as always, we'll see you on the other side. Bye guys. You're listening to Pulse Radio.